Hey guys, this is Jake from Memory Cards, and I'm here with Julian, obviously again. Your boy's back. He's he's back, and he's better than ever. He's sipping on a on a berry Lacroix. I don't know how to pronounce that, but uh, you know you got to keep hydrated when you're when you're in a hot climate like he is. Yeah, and on a side note, I will be naming my first child Barry Lacroix. Is that true? I hope so. I mean, I don't even know if that's how you say it. Lacroix. LaCroix, LaCroix, who knows? It tastes good, though. Yeah, I mean, sadly, up here in Canada, I've never had the the luxury of trying that. All we have is Perrier, and um, the only flavor of Perrier we have, actually, is just, it's salt water. Yeah, there's no so, flavors there, which is weird. No, they like, just, why they just put salt out of, in it. Yeah, like, why out of all the, like, other types of flavors that we have down here in America, you know... Well, everywhere in the world actually has actual like flavored sparkling yeah. water, but except the only sparkling water we get here is salt water, and sometimes they have coffee ground flavor, and which and they just bottle you know, the the spark they just bottle it at the ocean, right? Yeah, like they just walk like down they don't, the beach. They don't, they don't even clean it. They don't purify it. They just you know they they basically shove it down your throat. And it, there's sand and like little snails, like sea snails. Yeah, in it. little little whales, little whale babies. mollusks. Anyway, yeah. hideous. Scallops. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. Although, side note, we should actually start a uh, carbonated water podcast. I, that would be a big hit. Yeah, um, I would do it. I mean, but, carbonated water is like the rage right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this podcast, we like to talk about video games. I mean, this is the second episode, so... And the first one was about video games, but uh, all, the future, they'll, they'll all be about video games, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, there will be video games in each part, hopefully. But in the future, we want to expand it, I guess, to talk about movies, music, uh, television shows, and some anime and whatnot. Drinks, foods, yeah, travel, um, celebrity cute, gossip, cute animals, cute animals like my cats. Yeah, ce- celebrity gossip. Um. But yeah, so last week's episode was about E3. We talked about E3. And our ECAP. Uh, the e- ECAP. The ECAP. Recap. No, dude, it was the ECAP. Please leave it as the ECAP. <laughs> okay, it was the ECAP of, uh, yeah, it was the ECAP. Let's right. leave it well, like can, Well, I have an e, an e update because there's okay, something that? that I didn't know and I didn't think to talk about. And it's just, we'll just, I just want to mention this really quick because. All right, come on, spit it out, spit it out. I I got you, I got you. Okay, so there is a Kotaku article that I think came out today. Uh, It might have been sometime over this past weekend, but um, I just read it today and it was about the security concerns that that were at E3. Oh, I actually watched a YouTube video about that. Right, so. I didn't even think to talk about this stuff, honestly. Um, and it, it 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 did cross my mind a bit, like with how many people were there, with how uh, like seemingly non-existent the security presence was. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, E three is divided into two halls, right? So there's like two big uh, expo show floors, and they're they're each they're called halls, right? So there's two halls. And one of them, um, I was never asked or, or you know, sh- like, there was no security there that were looking at people's credentials to get in. Yeah. Like, I could have seriously not had anything and just walked in. 
Um, I actually saw some dudes posted on Reddit. If I can find the the thread again, they might have deleted it because they got told to take it down a lot. But um, if I find it, I'll link it in the description and whatnot. But these guys just found out who was going to be uh, catering certain events in the E3, so they dressed up like them and just snuck in. Yeah, that so, that's pretty bad. It, and it was on that level. Like, people were, wow. were able to just kind of walk in. And not only that, but there's a bunch of stories coming out that there were multiple uh, victims of theft. And um, so a couple vendors had their gear stolen. Uh, w- wow. without without any like and there hasn't been any resolution to any of this stuff so we can link the Kotaku article which goes over everything but some of the stuff that they talk about is really scary like to think about the the, the day and age we live in where there's like constant threat of violence at big yeah. gatherings of people um, it's yeah it's to see some of the the stuff that um, wasn't done there is is pretty scary but anyway uh that's just, is, that just that's, a little it, e that's the, the e update um <laughs> post ecap but yeah so you can go back uh and listen to the our previous podcast that was just us yeah. talking about e3 our hopes you know our excitement about what was happening um and there was a nice story of julian picking up something that got him really hyped up so you can go listen to that and find out um and this week you want to tell them what we're going to be talking about yeah so we have been talking about recently about uh you know like what our mutual histories were with uh video game stores um growing up so right now me and you are both I'm, i'm 26 and you're 25 right yeah. Okay, so we're both relatively the same age. We bro- both grew up in the same uh, period of time, roughly, where mm-hmm. and we both saw the landscape of video gaming change um, you know, drastic, drastically. Yeah, drastically. Honest, yeah. And uh, a big part of that was, was the public's access to video games, um, whether to purchase or to uh, temporarily borrow or rent from a store. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, if you think about it, when I started playing games, like, uh, I was probably like, I, I actually, to be honest, I don't have a memory, uh, of not like having a game, a console. Like I remember having the, uh, the Nintendo, the NES as early as like one or two years old. Um, and I think that's because my dad bought one for himself because he was my dad, my, both my mom, my dad are fairly young. So my dad was in his early 20s when I was born, mm-hmm. and he was still, like, interested in video games. So I've always like, had... I have a memory of playing uh, Zelda with my uncle. Yeah, and that, like, the original Zelda, right? NES Zelda. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it might not be a memory that I myself remember. It might be a memory that is kind of made up in my mind from other people talking about it in photos and whatnot. Right. But uh, I definitely remember video games being, like, a big part of my life. Right. Uh, always. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we both have had the same kind of journey where there's always been the influence of it. And it, uh, it's something that we've both done for uh, pretty much our, our entire lives. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the access to the Internet is really what changed everything uh, in so many ways. And we'll, we'll cover some of those um, changes. But yeah. uh, the the... The inception of this idea to talk about it was was 
the, how interesting it is to think about um, the culture of, of uh, community gaming and, and video game stores shifting to almost like non-existence at this time, you know, in 2017, where you have the one big box retail of GameStop, and then you get like the 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 superstores like Best Buy and Target, uh, big corporate chains. Um, and then the availability of like a community game store is dwindled um, mm-hmm. to almost levels of non-existence. Um, I mean, I don't know about you uh, in the States, but here we have, I've seen kind of like a, <clears throat> I guess like a resurgence of small mom and pop stores opening up. But instead of carrying the new PS4, PSVR, Xboxes and stuff like that, they'll mostly have the old vintage stuff, the hard-to-come Re- stuff. Retro you know. stuff, right. Yeah, like there's, you know, I can think of a few stores around me that have opened up within the past three to four years that are just dealing with that stuff. Interesting. So let's get into that, but uh, I think a good place to start would be to discuss our early childhood experiences yeah. and so where... Let's go, let's go back in time. Let's hit, let's hit that time machine button and go way, way back and... Let's talk about where, as children and maybe young adults, would would go to to uh, to find out what were the new games to buy. Mm-hmm. What you know, because so what store you you you're saying? Yeah, like what stores? You know, for like for I'll start. I I guess I'll start, and that will give a good example to you to go on. Well, like I'm sure you and I, if we counted down to three, two, one, we'd be able to list off the, or say the exact same store. I'm sure we're thinking of the same one. Interesting. Do you want to give that a try? Well, my, I don't know if they had this in Canada, so it might be different. Oh, but let's okay. let's rip one, okay? Okay. So, so go. Three, three two, two, one. One. Warehouse music. Blockbuster. Okay. Okay. So well, Blockbuster was your go-to for gaming. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, every, pretty much every Friday, I was allowed to go to uh, the Blockbuster and, you know, pick out a movie or a game and chances are i would usually pick a game because a movie you can watch once you know yeah um but yeah that was uh that was my go-to spot uh, after school pretty much every single friday right so i i definitely agree that blockbuster eventually became the spot where i would would go to uh most frequently for for gaming related things um but even before that uh what we had here in California, I'm not sure if it was a national chain. It might have been. We had a store called Warehouse Music, and they're, they're all gone now. Um, they went the same way as all the other big record stores uh, mm-hmm. as the Internet took over. But um, they had video game sections in their stores uh, where you could rent and buy games. And that is where I remember spending like my really early days um, before, you know, and then as as uh, as time went on, I, I would go to Blockbuster, but Warehouse Music was the place that I would go to to check out games. Um, now, did you, did you ever, when you were younger, I mean, I didn't have internet really to, to research a game before I rented it or purchased it. So I would pretty much base the entire decision on the box art the box art is big man that's totally that's it like when you were a kid you know for us uh 
you go into a store and whether it's a, a Super Nintendo box art or an in Nintendo 64 box art, which are the ones I remember most clearly, uh, all you had to, to judge on uh, was the pictures on the back and whatever they decided to put on there in terms of description, mm -hmm. um, which led to many times renting or even buying something that that was awful. It was awful. Just, yeah. just, just the worst. And then you were just so disappointed, and you have to play yeah, that game. You were stuck. You were stuck with that for like three to five days, yeah. or whatever it was. And you're just um, like, oh man, what did, a terrible feeling that was. I know that some blockbusters around me, they did, like they had like the employees write down like a card, like oh Brad recommends this game because blah blah blah. Right, or, right. You know, John recommends it based on if you liked Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Know, something like that. So, like, that definitely helped a lot. But, uh, yeah, back in the early days before that stuff, it was definitely definitely a bummer when you picked out a game that you you thought was cool and it wasn't. Were, were there any games you can remember specifically that were huge letdowns back in, hmm. back in that time? I, I, I can't. I honestly can't. Uh, I can tell you some. Yeah? Well. All right. Lay it on me. I, you know, like my, my, I, once I grew up and became a conscious thinking adult and was mm -hmm. able to like define what I like and what I don't like, um, it, it, it's now, uh, like so easy to, to know if I like a game or not. Right. Yeah. But when I, you can tell within the first yeah, 15 seconds of yeah, watching a trailer. Right. Yeah, pretty much. And when I was, you know, a kid, it was, I had no, standard and i had no um you had nothing you were building all of that up you had nothing to base it off yeah exactly so there were games though that i would end up with that even then in my lack of knowledge of the world or how things work uh even then i knew that the games fucking sucked right <laughs> so like man i wish i could remember what it was called but there's this game that i got which I think it was for Nintendo. I don't think it, I think this was pre pre Super Nintendo, mm -hmm. and uh, it was. <laughs> it's gonna sound so dumb, but also such like an old Nintendo game, like such a description for an old Nintendo game. You play it as an egg that has a that has a shovel. Okay. I think his name was Eggbert or something. The game might have been called Eggbert, but. Uh, the whole game was, and I have no idea what the plot was or why you had a shovel, you know? You were just an egg yeah. with a shovel, and you, you, he had hands and arms and a face. That sounds horrifying. Yeah, dude, it sucked. I hated that game. It was, it was just not fun. And so I, if I, I think if I saw that game nowadays, I would have, like, a, a terrible reaction to it. I might throw up violently. I might swing, swing on someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's been plenty of times when you rent something and it's like way too hard or, you know, your, 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 your skill as a, as, uh, however you are at that age just can't comprehend, you know, I, th I think that's why I had such a hard time with, um, the Zelda games growing up, you know, cause I tried them all. I tried, uh, or Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, Majora's Mask, you know, I tried them all and, mm -hmm. uh, I could never get through them. Um, because there were a few games kind of like that with me, like where my reading comprehension wasn't up high enough. You know, some of the 
<clears throat> some of the early Pokemon games or like you said, Zelda games, because you had to really read it, you know, and understand. So me, when I was younger, like, I think, what, seven, eight, when those games came out, I was just mashing A, trying to get to the gameplay. Right, yeah. Absolutely. And and so, yeah, the difficulty as well as just being a bad game are things that can hinder your results from renting something. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, but so, so Blockbuster is, was a huge deal for gamers in the 90s and, and 2000s because yeah. uh, it, it, once Blockbuster hit its peak in like the early 2000s, um, it became like, I mean, I, I think for most gamers, like the, the destination to go um yeah because then they would also do these i don't know if they did them in the states i can only assume they did because why not but they did these things where once a game got a little bit too old or a little bit too damaged about from uh, renting it out they would put it up for sale you know because it would be missing its original box or the gaming manual so you'd be able to pick up the you know the zelda cart or the final fantasy disc for you know like 60 percent off yeah because nothing nothing screams like a deal than a busted old cartridge <laughs> yeah. that has like spit and Dorito dust Dirt, or whatever yeah. on it. Well, hey, when you're when you're a little bit younger, you know you you're gonna you're gonna want to save. Yeah, exactly. A few bucks. Totally, totally. And that that is why I think that, uh, you know, as as the culture shifted and and the internet became more and more prominent, and now is like the behemoth it is now. And I, I mean, I do most of my game shopping online. I very rarely go to a, a store and buy something. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. not buying something digitally, I order um, off of Amazon because it's just yeah. like, why wouldn't you? With Amazon Prime, you get like $10 off new games, which is, well, they I killed know it. Here in Canada, uh, Amazon Prime, how much does it cost a year there? I think fifty nine ninety nine. I thought it was a a hundred, but I can't remember. I I pay it so like little time, you know, I pay once a year, so I just forget. Well, like I don't order enough off of Amazon to warrant that because a lot of the special editions that I've ordered, like I, like I'm a sucker for a good special edition, a limited edition. Um, and I've ordered stuff from there before, you know, and then they, it would either come damaged or it would come like a week after and it's just like what you know i'd much rather just go put up with employees and whatnot so i can get get it on release day yeah but uh i've gotta say i think being a gamer in the states is not a lot easier but more affordable like i know the games are technically like a 79.99 dollar game here is still pretty much like 59.99 there just because our dollar is garbage but they have things like the Gamers Club Unlocked in the States. You know what that is? No, I've never heard of that. It's at Best Buy. You pay something <clears throat> meaningless. I think it's like 30 bucks a year, and you get 20% off every brand new game. What the heck? Really? Or I've 20% never heard of off that. every game. Every game. I've never heard that. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. Is this and a like, new concept, or is this. No, it's been there for years, man. I've never heard of that. And they do no promotion for that, I feel like. Like, I've never seen You should seen look that. into that, then. Like, that's... I would definitely be all over that. That's interesting. I'll, I'll have to take a look at that, because I've never heard mm-hmm. of that. And, yeah. um... Interesting. I do, like, I do occasionally buy like stuff here. from Best Buy, so... That might be worth it. I don't know. I'd have to look into that, but... Yeah. Um... But there, there's absolutely nothing like that here. Yeah, and... 
I mean, it's interesting because I feel like obviously our experiences are differ heavily mm-hmm. in, in that regard that, um, you know, being different countries, there's going to be pretty big differences. And for me, uh, while, you know, you could go to a Target and buy a new game or a Best Buy um, or even Blockbuster, um, I feel like most of my childhood, I would get games from the local game store, right? Because there was yeah. game stores everywhere. Um, and I, you know, I live in California, which is a huge, huge state. And Los Angeles is a huge, huge place with um, a lot of territory. And there were, there used to be so many uh, just privately owned game stores, um, well, when you grew up, did you live in the suburbs? Yeah, so I, I did. I mean, I lived in like uh, an area called Manhattan Beach, which is as as pretty suburban as you can get. But in the in the even there were some in Manhattan Beach, but in the outlying. Um, so you lived in New York. Yeah, I lived in New York in California. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was like a, a temporal like uh, reality a time shift. shift. Yeah, a time shift. So uh, I lived in both places at once. So that's I had cool. access I that's to the first documented uh, case of that. Yeah. So let it be known. And this will be a record of it, that being yeah. in New York and California at the same time, I had access to literally so hundreds of, of video game stores. They were everywhere. Yeah. This uh, is the first documented case of this on, uh, you can only find it on the memory cards podcast, by the way. That's right. And I'll tell you, it was great because all, I'd say most of those stores had really good um, staff because most of them were uh, actual gamers, Actual right? gamers, right? And not to say that people who work at, like, a GameStop now aren't well, gamers. Well, there are but... a few. I've had my fair share of, you know, employees that, uh, one, just di- straight up didn't know what they were talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, that's the thing is GameStop, working at GameStop doesn't require you to be a gamer, you know, you no. could just be whoever. People work at GameStop for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. Um, or EB Games, like you have in, in Canada. Yeah. So, and, and that, that, well, that, that's really, like, why we wanted to talk about this is because uh, that game store community just doesn't exist anymore. It really no. doesn't. Like, there are instances of it. There, there probably will be for for a long time if not you know maybe forever there'll there'll be instances of it but the ability to just go to one and like have like a decent time and experience there at least you know in california where i am uh does barely exists it's one in a million um the thing the thing that i've noticed is that the, the the game stores that do exist here all have some weird thing about them that makes me not want to go there, right? <laughs> like some quirk? Yeah, like some strange quirk or some, like, bizarre person that works there or something. And I don't want to be mean or anything, but, like, some of these places are... Well, I'll give you a couple examples. Like, there's some that are just super disorganized. Like, it looks mm-hmm. like a trash heap, you know? <laughs> because they're 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 shoved into this tiny tiny store and there's just stuff it looks like an indiana jones temple of doom because there's just <laughs> stuff hanging from everywhere and you might get smashed 
by a box of Sega Genesis. Yeah, or maybe it's just a boulder. Maybe there's just a boulder hanging from the ceiling. I don't know. There could be. Um, And then well, that was an Indiana Jones replica store that you went into. That wasn't a video game store. Was that, told was, me that, that was that what it was? Maybe I'm yeah. remembering wrong. Maybe yeah, I, went... I think it was. I think you were actually in the movie. <laughs> Am I Harrison Ford? I th- I think so. I'll have to go back and watch the movie later. Maybe you'll be in Spot it. Spot me. Shoot anyway. me a text. Yeah. Some some of these stores have a, a, a horrendous smell about them, or are too hot, or the staff uh, is like super unconcerned and old and like doesn't care anymore. Because their mm-hmm. life is in shambles from from dumping all Owning the money they have left store? into what? From dumping all their money into a video game yeah, store. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So that's the sadness of it. And it, like, if you look back at the last like twenty five years or something, the the landscape has been so demolished by the ability to go online and 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 buy something in the in a click, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so so I want to ask you something actually before we move on. So uh, we we both hang on. What what kind of a question is this? Like, should I pause the podcast or? No, it's it's okay. It's safe for work. Okay. We'll talk about the the not safe for work stuff after. Don't worry. Okay. So, so you've had are there blockbusters still around where you live? Absolutely not. The, the there's used to be a blockbuster five minutes away from where I live now, but now it's a mattress store. <laughs> that is that is the 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 perfect <laughs> summation of I'll I'll show you a picture of it sometime because it literally has the exact same you know the layout and outside of the blockbuster but it it's it just it's just filled with mattresses now. all all the Best Buys are now mattress stores that's just how it is Best Buys I mean blockbuster my bad Best Buys will never be a uh, mattress store <laughs> actually I just shut this pod I I can't do this with you anymore well. Uh, the, you know, I forgot you worked at Best Buy, so... I'm the CEO. You're Mr. Buy? Your Best yeah. Buy? Mr. Best it's Buy? me, Buy. <laughs> best Buy. Wow. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so, yeah. It's a it's a mattress store now, you know? And every time I walk by, I... You get reminded. Shed a little tear. Of how good Blockbuster was in the glory days. Yeah. So, they don't exist around you anymore. I don't think they exist in the world, period. <laughs> there might be one. There might be one in existence. The lone blockbuster. In like, I mean, if there is one left, that's that's just sad. Well, you got to imagine that they might exist in a place that has like no access to internet or something, or like you know, like what? a like in those remote Alaskan towns that have like a population of a thousand and gets internet once a year. Oh, like Anchorage. <laughs> yeah, like the biggest city in Alaska. They might have some problems. Yeah. Um, seriously, though. Uh, so, yes, they don't exist around us anymore. But but do you remember uh, there was a period of time where they – they I think they realized that, that their decline was, was speeding up and mm-hmm. having to compete with the Internet and the game stores, Netflix. which were – Netflix is what did them under. Oh, Netflix, yeah. Netflix killed Blockbuster. And they even had the chance to buy Block or Blockbuster – you know, Netflix was like, hey, you should buy us. And, and they said no. was like, haha, no. We got our own online rental. We don't need you, Netflix. Whoops. Yeah, okay. Forgot that. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, so the, I think they, 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 they knew that they had to do something to, to compete. And uh, GameStops and EB Games were, were just popping up everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. They were like zits on a teenage and then, face. You know, Targets, Zellers, yeah. Best Buys, Future Shops, they all started carrying games too. And then. Yeah, everyone, well. everyone was doing games. And, and so Blockbuster, um, what they did was they, they created uh, what was called the Game Rush. Do you, did you have the Game Rush? Uh, not, I don't know. I don't think so. So, so Game Rush was their attempt to create a external from themselves video game store, right? So they had, uh, most, most of the ones I saw were still part of like the store, right? So you would have uh, Blockbuster. So it was a, a storeception. Yeah, it was a store. It was a store within a store. You had the okay. the Game Rush store uh, inside a Blockbuster. But I alf- mm-hmm. I have also seen um, uh, Game Rush just separate from Blockbuster, like it's its own store. So um, it was it was their attempt to create a separate entity that that was only video games, and uh, they they used to put out these really lame like ads for it. <laughs> like super cringy even for the time and this was like the early mid 2000s and well, everything was cringy then yeah and it, so it and it failed spectacularly like it didn't work at all <laughs> like no one cared and no one no. used it and you would go in and there would be pe- there would was be was there an- any benefit to it like what like what was the whole idea behind it I don't think they offered much other than they began like selling new games right I, you could still rent oh, okay. games, but they would se- I get what you mean. they would sell consoles. It was like its own video game store, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess the, the, I mean their idea was that it would it would expand their their profits by offering more stuff to buy when you would go into mm-hmm. a blockbuster, right? So like imagine you're a you're a, a parent and you take your kids to Blockbuster and they run get some Coke. And a, and a candy bar and some nerds and chug it, right? And then they get all hyped up and they're in the game rush zone and they're getting so rushed the, out. And they're So f- the whole story here is that I'm letting my kids steal from Blockbuster? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You bring so maybe your, that's why they went under. That's why they went under. They brought their kids in, you know. Just stole. Just run stole, rampant. Went into the game rush zone and then yeah. lost their minds and would steal and, you know, that's... I mean, I, I did. I, yeah, it was a, a loot situation. Yeah. Um, that's what the game rush was, was that you had okay. 30 seconds to steal as much as you could <laughs> from Blockbuster. All right, you could pay $100 for a big bag, and, you know, after 30 seconds, whatever you get in that bag, you get to keep. That's what it should have been, honestly. Yeah. I would have done that. I would have done that, like, once yeah. a month. I would have done that once a week. Like it, Why not? Even if it was a mystery. Yeah. Mystery. Like, there are, you can't see what's on the game cases. Or, or you had to do it blindfolded. Oh, that would shit. be an extra layer. But see, this but is what if you pick Blockbuster needed we... us, dude. Yeah. Okay. Let's use that time machine from earlier. Go back in time. We'll go back in time and pitch this to Blockbuster. They, I think they would love this idea because they were they yeah. were loving those shitty ideas back then. They really were. They were they were eating them up, big piles yeah. of it. So, that I mean, w- the game rush was a big failure for Blockbuster. It, oh, Did not work. Stupendous. That that just sounds awful. And as soon, you know, within the years following, the game rushes started disappearing. Like, they never existed. They were a blight on the history of Blockbuster. 
the blockbusters themselves they started shuddering. Wipe that out of people's minds. They did. They tried to. Er- they tried to erase people's people's minds because mm-hmm. they were so embarrassed by what they've done. But that, that I mean, and that's a good segue into kind of like the culture we're in now mm-hmm. is that blockbuster, this huge chain, tried something video game related. It failed, and that kind of ushered in the the next stage of failure for all the other mom and pop um, video game shops. Like, because as soon as people realized that they could just go on Amazon or go into a, a, a game stop or an EB Games and just, you know, buy their stuff there, it, what would be the reasoning, mm-hmm. you know, to go to all these other failing places? Well, it's also just and, because, like, the mom and pop shops, they can't really afford to offer the same deals. Right. That's true. Yeah, they can't. You know, there there weren't that many mom and pop shops around me when I was growing up. Cause I is that true? Yeah, I lived in very, like a very suburb place, and the closest place to me was a Blockbuster, or oh, not a Blockbuster, uh, EB Games. Interesting. So I would go to EB Games, you know, quite often, trade in some old games that I didn't want, and then just pay the difference. To right. Get whatever I wanted. Right. We'll have to do another episode that's all about just trading in games. Yeah, you know, I, I, at 25 now, I really wish that I never did. I really wish that my parents, when I was younger, told me, you know, you shouldn't do that because I would have a Game Boy Color, Game Boy SP, I would have everything. And I yeah. really wish that I kept all that. But, you know, when you're younger, like sub-15, you you want to get the latest and greatest game and you can't always afford you want that. Your instant, instant gratification yeah, exactly. needed now. Um, yeah. But I remember there was this one time, there was an EB Games, I was close to it, and I went and wanted to buy a new Mega Man game, so I can't even remember how old I was, but I remember having to go back and forth several times to, to make sure I had the right amount of money. Oh my so god. So one time I went over and they're they like, oh, that'll be, that's actually $45 and whatever since, and I was like, oh, I only have this much. So then I went back, got it. And then I had to go back, like, I had to run back and forth, because it was their only copy of the Mega Man game, so I didn't want to lose it. Blah, blah, blah. Wow, what Mega Man game was it? Do you remember? One of the RPG ones on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, you were into those? Yeah. I never got into those games. Well, now there's another battle, reason to Battle Complex or something? Battle oh, Complex? <laughs> I don't know. What, what the were they hell called? is wrong with you? Battle Network. Oh, shit. Jesus, okay, one word you're off. you a fucking Pete. Con- <laughs> complex should bash they should have had a that. they should have a the a complex of of better ideas for for blockbuster don't you think uh you can't <laughs> trying to make me forget that you just insulted one of the best game series i was trying are you okay that is not mega man battle network one two and three mm. bellissimo some of the best, <laughs> some of the best uh, games that <laughs> I've ever classics. played. Oh man! See, I bet, I bet, uh, I bet those games are are so good. You know, but no, knowing you, well, you just got to be. Yeah, the top. you just don't have the brain power to understand how to play an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're they're the original Deus Ex games, right? Uh, they the the level of uh, story and it's like top notch. Well, the ideas in that are they're not American. Crazy. RPGs like you like top Mr. Todd Howard. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, 
So I guess what we can talk about now is like, what do you do now? Right. So what do you mean? What? I don't go to, I don't go to any game stores now. Uh, I, I'll occasionally buy a game from Best Buy if I'm like there and I see one that I want or something, but I do all of my shopping on the online channels that are available like Amazon, but also, um, you know, just digitally through the Xbox store or the PS, so, you know, the Sony store or Nintendo store or whatever. You know, I try not to buy digitally as often as I can. Uh, you like, you like having a physical oof, copy. I love having physical copies, just especially yeah, when they're, like I said, special editions, you know, like, yeah, I, I just love having something tangible, but sometimes, you know, game sharing or whatever is very, uh, beneficial, um, because, mm -hmm. you know, you mm -hmm. don't have to pay as much, um, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, I tend to buy a lot of my games from the store still from, you know, Best Buy or EB Games. I know a lot of people like hate GameStop with a blind passion, but like, I, I gotta say, I have not had a experience there that have made me want to, you know, cut my head off. Like some people seem to say. Um, in fact, I've had a couple like annoying experiences. There were a but... few like just cringy experiences that I've had, but like one of the managers uh, at my local EB Games, he is probably one of the nicest people I've ever met because there'll be times where, um, you know, I forget to pre order a game and he'll, you know, put aside, you know, the pre order bonus for me. Um, oh, that's stuff cool. like that, you know. And, you know, if EB that's Games nice. comes knocking, I'm not going to snitch on whoever this is. Don't worry. I got your back if you're listening to this. Right. Um, you know, you got to stick with your homies. Why not? I mean, I, I'll probably rat him out, but he's not my friend. No. So. Yeah. You, you would rat anybody out for a quick dollar. <laughs> for a LaCroix. It's true. For a, a, a buck and a LaCroix, yeah. I'll rat you out, <laughs> sucker. But yeah, like, let's hear some of your cringy experiences. You know, I've had, I've, I actually, well, I'll tell you one. I've had some cringy experiences you know, at EB Games or Best Buy, you know, actually one the other day, my friend went and bought me the new expansion for Final Fantasy XIV because he wanted somebody to play with. So we went in and got it. Uh, I should have told you about this earlier, but this is a good time to save it for. We went in and got it, and the cashier was like, oh, just so you know, um, they're shutting down the servers tonight, you know, for like a day for maintenance. And then my friend is like, no, they're not. Like, I was playing earlier this morning, like... And then he's like, oh, no, they are. This just came up. It's at 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. or something. And then my friend's like, oh, that's PST. So, like, you know, that'll be 3 a.m. here. And then he's like, oh, yeah. okay, we'll just make sure. Um, and then we left the store. My oh, friend geez. Googled it on his phone. He's like, yeah, don't try and out fucking, like, nerd me when I'm, you know, like the king weeb over here. <laughs> but I, I, I just have little experiences like that where some of them try and push you way too hard. You know, do you want to get the uh, the protection plan on this for a year? It's like no, right, right. It's a Blu-ray disc. You know, they're they can still get scratches, but they're definitely not going to get scratch as much as the old PS2 and Xbox 360 discs. You yeah. Know? And they just try and push you. They'll be like, "Oh, I noticed you pre-ordered this. You know, Japanese game. Are you going to pre-order? You know, lists off like 65 other Japanese games coming out within the next year. And it's like, no, I just want to get this game. Thanks. Yeah. Um, that's. That's pretty much the the amount of cringe that I've had. Uh, well, 
I, you know, I, I could say that I definitely, throughout my life, have had experiences going into a, a GameStop in particular and experienced something that I walked out of there and been like, ugh, or been angry or something. But um, one of the more recent examples, I guess, of why I avoid GameStop now is, like, I went there, uh, what was it, probably a year and a half ago or something, whenever um, Fallout 4 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to go, something I hadn't done in a long time was gone to a midnight release of a game or a console or something. I still go to those quite often, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think there can be interesting or fun. I went there for the Um, Breath of the Wild midnight launch. Oh, did you? Oh, dude, it was awful. (laughs) Oh no. I'll, I'll tell that after though. You go ahead. Okay. Well, anyway, so I went for the Fallout 4, uh, and, and I, I, I don't think I'll ever do this again, <laughs> go to a midnight launch, because um, I, I hate lines. Mm-hmm. I hate waiting in lines. I mean, I, don't, I guess I don't mind, like, theme park lines sometimes, but most of the time I hate lines, and I hate being around a bunch of people who are, like, super excited to the point of being cringy excited like, about I'm gonna something. I'm going to be honest. I think I'm a pretty big nerd, but... You yeah. Know, when I go to like a midnight launch, it's it's like no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> there are people there dressed <laughs> up as Link and like Zelda and stuff. It's like in minus and, and thirty see, degree that's weather. The thing, I'm is like, like, holy yeah. shit. That's the thing. It's like I don't want to shit on people because no, like I don't no, want to be mean. I'm not shitting and, on them at all. But it's like no, no. You're, I know, I know. It's just like, I, I just, holy I, crap! Wow, you're really dedicated. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I like I I I don't want to be mean, and I know that everyone has their own personality and is their own quirkiness, but. Like, for me, um, what I said is, you know, I don't like being in line. I don't like being a bunch of, around a bunch of excited people unless it's at a concert. And uh, I especially don't like having to talk to people who are on that same level <laughs> and expect me to, like, be on that level with yeah, them. Yeah, they'll be like, you know? yo, why are you here? Fallout, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, what yeah. was your favorite game? If it's not this game, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, and I, like, I don't want to be involved in conversations like no. that. At, at, at that late at night also. It's, like, fucking midnight and I got to do this. But, um... Uh, yeah, so I was there at Fallout, and I, at, like, 11.55, you know, five minutes until they're going to start letting people check out, uh, they decided to do, like, a product toss, right? What so that, that, like, a couple, uh, a couple GameStop employees came out with, like, ar- like handfuls okay. of, like, Fallout stickers and, like, um... T-shirts and I think posters had, and stuff? Yeah, they had a couple T-shirts, they had stickers, and they had, like, these little wristband things, mm-hmm. And instead of just like giving them to people or like they decided handing to throw someone them into in, a pack of they, nerds. they decided to fucking throw <laughs> throw them into a line, right? So there's a line of people who are that's the purpose of a line is to so people know which order they're gonna yeah. get things in, right? So, but the the employees thought it was like a good idea to just throw the product, <laughs> so they just throw it in the air around everyone. And everyone fucking goes nuts yeah. and starts scrambling for things on the floor. And, uh, like, a bunch of people lose their place in line. And people are, like, pushing me. And I, I don't care about any of the stuff they're throwing. <laughs> um, and then people are, like, getting in line in front of me that were, like, way back in line. And it was just super irritating. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm never doing this shit again. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> that sounds awful. It sucked. Um, so yeah, I'll go over the last two midnight launches that I've been to were Breath of the Wild, which is this past March, and Final Fantasy XV, which was, uh, 
I think November of last year or October. I can't remember. Um, either way, the Zelda one, it wasn't awful. Like, the people around me weren't annoying or, you know, pushy or anything. It was just because it was March 3rd in Canada. Um, and it wasn't, like, we had warm days leading up to that. And then my friend is like, oh, come, you know, come, let's go to the midnight launch, blah, blah, blah. So we went and lined up and it was like minus 30 degrees. And like, we were just waiting there for like two hours and it was ice cold. Like my feet were frozen when I got home. Um, Ouch. Yeah. So like I had to go and leave the line and he would hold the spot. And then I went and got us hot chocolates. You know, a lot of people at the Zelda one, they were walking around with like, you know, uh, Timbits and to- donuts and stuff like handing them out and like pizza like just random people not employees or anything so definitely yeah. great people there but like like I said it was freaking cold um, and the Final Fantasy one like they're once again it wasn't annoying people or anything it was just so like they don't EB Games won't let you into the store until it's after midnight Right. so I guess one to try and like lessen any theft that'll happen um, mm-hmm. and two, just because it's easier, but, um, mm-hmm. so they'll, uh, end up letting you into the store. You know, I think they'll open the doors at like 1150 right before midnight. Yeah. Um, right. So in Canada, they have these things called platinum cards. Do they have something similar to that in America at GameStop? Well, they have like their standard, like membership thing, okay. I guess. Is that... What's the platinum um, card? So the platinum card, you get like an extra 10% off, you know, used games, something like that. It costs like 15 or 20 bucks a year, which is Yeah, fine. yeah, that's what it, that's what it um, is. That's what we have they here. also ended up putting this other benefit in where if you pre-order a game and you go to a midnight release, you get put in the platinum line. So then people that are in that line, they get their games uh, before, you know, they still get them at midnight, but the, that line gets... Uh, they go first yeah, that, that gets done first so my friend and i were in that line for final fantasy 15 when we went and pre-ordered and um they did a lot of cool stuff for that like there was a rep i think from square enix handing out you know uh keychains and whatnot and posters and oh, all wow. sorts of stuff like that but then there was also i don't know if you noticed but there was back when the game was launching there was a special ps4 that had like a bunch of Final Fantasy, you know, casing, like engraving on the PS4 itself and the controller. Um, okay. So they did a giveaway of that. And oh, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, somebody that was already there pre ordered like the biggest edition. Some guy already got, like, he won that, you know, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever won anything as crazy as that. Like, the most that I win is like, you know, like uh, an, a free coffee or something like that. Sure. But, you know, I... Do you do... Well, on a side note, I gotta, I gotta ask you something. Do you do the roll-up to win at Timmy Hortz? Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And that's where you got your free coffee, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you get free coffee, donut, sandwich. God damn. I really wish we had the Tim Hortons here and I could do the roll-up yeah, to win. Yeah, but you got Dunkin' Donuts and that's all I can remember. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, go on. But, yeah, I have had some definitely cringy moments uh at overnights like but those two those are my latest two ones and they were fine but i remember when smash bros for the wii u launched oh my god was it ever cringy Uh, like there was you know it was fun stuff and whatnot but like it was just cringe central like a crowd cap video 
could be made on that. Um, yeah. Just because of how crazy it was. Because there was, you know, people brought, like, their 3DSs with their 3DS copy, you know, and they were, like, battling. And then there was, like, a tournament on the GameCube. And it was just a bunch of smelly people and whatnot. And it's like, man, I'm just coming to get my game. Can you not, you know, smell me up real quick? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, uh, I still definitely prefer to purchase a game uh, at in a store because... I find it's more like I've had a lot of bad experiences with Amazon ordering off Amazon, you know, like more than half the time now they'll a special edition game that I order will either be damaged or late, you know? And oh, wow. it's like, why would I, <clears throat> why would I, you know, not just pre-order it locally, you know? Yeah. Um, I know, I know pre-ordering ruins the gaming industry. Relax. But, uh, I don't know. It's just like why, why, why do that? Why? Order no, I it totally, online? I totally uh, see what you're saying. Like, but I think that's just a the lot difference be between su- Amazon Canada and Amazon US. I see a lot of people yeah. in, you know, Canada using uh, Amazon, and they them saying, "Yeah, I'm not using this anymore." You know, it's just ridiculous having to wait an extra week to get my game or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, the track record I've had with Amazon is pretty good. Um, there have been a few instances where stuff has had a problem, but most of the time, like if you have Amazon prime, you get free two day shipping and you get the game on release day, Yeah. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and I've done that a lot in the past few years. Uh, you know, interesting, uh, interestingly enough, one of the problems I had is when I, when I did this for the Witcher three, they actually sent me two copies of it. I remember and you charged, telling me about char- that. Yeah. And, and the, but not only that, but they, I like I thought they had sent me just an extra copy, and, and I had been charged for one. And I was like, "Whoa, this is weird." But then I looked, and they had charged me for twice, even though it was one order. Okay, yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, it's very weird. Anyway, I got that sorted out a long time ago. But uh, a lot can be said about um, the the lack of of human interaction these days. You know, like if I truly wanted to have no human interaction, I could exist in uh, <laughs> in your in house, a house and just do everything without online. doing anything yeah exactly well, especially you have and that's kind, that's a kind of a scary too, thing right? actually no i don't do that oh. but like i still go to the grocery store obviously but um yeah i don't I, it's um it's a scary thing to think about sometimes you know well yeah that, if, especially if you did all of your work online like you literally would not yeah. even have to leave your house at all yeah 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 it's crazy uh another thing like we touched on it earlier digital downloading like i i definitely try and stay as far away from it as possible um you know but like we talked about you know game sharing with certain people and whatnot in the same house even it's uh yeah it's definitely a lot more beneficial because one if you had purchases that you know the other person didn't have then they get access to those now but then yeah you know you can just split on every game that you want but i definitely you know, like, who's to say, because you technically, when you purchase a game on, you know, the Xbox Store or the PSN or what have you, you technically don't own that game. You you yeah. really only own the license to play that game. So if the right. if they pull the license, you're SOL, you know, you can't really do much about that. But with the disc or the cartridge, you're still able to to do that. That's very true. But, That's um, very true. You know, I, I don't think I've seen an instance of that actually happening 
in the in the last you know ten years now because the 360 had online shopping and whatnot. But who's yeah. to say in you know twenty thirty years when those services maybe go away, like what will happen to the thousands of dollars people have spent online? That's true. Like, are they just going to issue an update so all those games will be playable? Who knows? I'm sure they have. Who knows? It'll happen in our lifetime. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, I mean, will will there be revolt if there if there's nothing nothing good? Yeah, the existence I don't... of one thing actually arcades. Oh, dude, you know what? We'll have to do a separate episode or incorporate yeah. that because I could talk a lot about arcades. Okay, because like I, there were no arcades around me growing up at all. Like the, there was the occasional Ooh. small little arcade in like a movie theater, but that's it. Right. Well, no, like I had a very different, I had a very different experience. So yeah. we'll have to touch on that in another episode. Yeah, fair enough. Like pretty much. I'll, I'll just briefly talk about it here, I guess. There, there were, you know, in movie theaters, like, what you could go early and buy your ticket and then, yeah. uh, you know, get something to eat and then just go play in the arcades because there used to be, like, a Pac-Man, just the simple stuff, you know? There was never, there was never that I can think of, like, a dedicated arcade because I, I would have yeah. loved for that as a kid. Mm-hmm. There was nothing like that here at all, no? I had lots of them. Yeah. Um, and had a, a lovely time growing up with the access to arcades. Um, maybe we can incorporate that stuff into like a different childhood memories yeah, podcast. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think we're good, right? Yeah. Um, tune in. I guess this is going to be a weekly thing now, unless one yep. of us are sick or something, um, or dead. Yeah, or dead. You know, I've feeling like actually i'll probably still do this if you die so Uh, well that uh just uh, we should just cut it here and i'll see we'll see what happens you know well i mean hopefully your wish comes true and in the next week (laughs) you can replace me but no seriously uh we we want to start getting some guests on here yeah Um, it'd be really cool to have you know just another person's mindset you know um Mm -hmm. That'd be really cool. So I guess check in next week. This is going to be every Friday. Yes. Was it every Friday or every Thursday? I don't know. Whichever. Friday's <laughs> fine with me. Yeah, Friday's good. Um, so yeah, this will be up on SoundCloud and YouTube, uh, as you know. But hopefully, by the time this episode goes live, we'll have it up on iTunes. It's uh, in... Um, they're revising it right now. They're reviewing it, sorry. Uh, to see, I guess, if it fits all... Uh, guidelines and whatnot but i as far as i know i followed everything correctly so hopefully that'll be up there hell yeah um yeah so if uh if everything goes according to plan you'll be able to download it and listen to it on the podcast app um so once again don't forget to share this with uh any other you know any other gamers you might have out there not even necessarily gamers you know just people share it with your family your friends Uh, listen, Your dogs and cats. You know, yeah, you should be listening to this while you're uh, doing playing games, doing the dishes. Do yeah, or doing dishes. Um, yeah, doing dishes games. is kind of a game. Th- this should be the 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 soundtrack to a video game. Our podcast. Uh, oh, it'll be the soundtrack to a video game about doing dishes. Yeah, 
that'll be a new VR game coming to you soon. Dishmaster. Yeah, Dishmaster VR. All right, well. Uh, Thanks, thank guys. You. Thank you very much. We Bye. We love and appreciate you. I don't. Well, yes, I do. Uh, okay, bye. Yeah, Julian will be gone on the next podcast. The, <laughs> that was just unacceptable. All right. Bye.